This is episode 22 of the Rise Up Podcast. We're a morning radio show hosted by Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life, a network of stations across New York and Pennsylvania. Our podcast is a weekly conversation that will help you think and grow in your faith. If you haven't already, subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode and find out more about our show at familylife.org. Anyone else wish morning started just a little later? Yeah, we get that. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Life can get very confusing. You don't know where to go. When you find that you don't know more than you do know with your situation, no matter what that is. And uh, so just something that for many, many years I've gone to is that, okay, I'm not, I'm being overwhelmed by what I don't know. So I'm going to go to what I do know, and that's God's word and what Jesus says. That uh, is so much better uh, than what I don't know. I get confused and and bogged down. And I know there's a, a time in my life where I was just, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what my next step. And and so when I go to Jesus Says, and it's come in handy for me many times, but also I'm able to take that experience that I had during a, I don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. time and, and share Matthew 6, 34, about we're not to worry about tomorrow. I took it to even more than tomorrow. I'm not even going to worry about like the next minute. What I'm going to do with thankfulness is enjoy right now. Thank God for what I do know right now. I do know that, oh, look, I can take a step. Oh, I do know I have a breath. That almost sounds silly. But when you're in the deep, deep throes of an awful time that you have no idea how it's going to work out or what's going to happen next, God's word. Jesus says, and he tells us in Matthew 6, 34, therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. We can all say amen to that. So for me, that verse Jesus says means, you know, I'm not even going to worry about five minutes from now uh, when it gets to a certain point in your life. And you take it moment by moment by moment with thankfulness and you find out all of a sudden a week later, a month later, a year later, it's like, huh, Jesus was right. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. I was all was worried right. about tomorrow. Right. And he tells me not to worry about tomorrow. Mm. So Jesus said it. And I am so thankful. One of my favorite Jesus says actually doesn't come from the mouth of Jesus in the Bible. And it's an instance of something you only see happen one time in Scripture. So hang on here. I'm sorry little bit geeky, but it's something called an agrapha, which means not written. So it's a, a word from Jesus, something he said, but it was passed around as a quote in the early church. Now we know Jesus really said it because this agrapha made it into the Bible, but it's not in the gospels. It's not something we see Jesus say in the Bible. Actually, the apostle Paul says it, and he's quoting Jesus when he says in the book of Acts, words the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. So that's something Jesus said, but we actually only have the record of someone quoting him saying it. But but it sounds, yeah, that Jesus would have said that, more blessed to give than receive. Oh, he had so many things to say about generosity and our giving. He had things to say sometimes, I'll be honest, I kind of wish he didn't say them. Or or maybe that he gave like a little caveat, something to make it a little bit easier. (laughs) Because over in Luke chapter 6, verse 30, Jesus says, Give to everyone who begs from you, 
and from one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. I think, wow, okay, there's there's got to be some kind of way of understanding this with a little bit of nuance, but, well, I can't get away from the fact that however I read this, give to everyone who begs from you, like Jesus said, that's calling me to some kind of radical generosity mm. that, I'll be honest, I'm not in a habit of practicing that the way Jesus said. It's funny because we have come to a society where our truth comes from so many sources. You know, people can discover their own truth. We've got memes and bumper stickers. And, and sometimes that stuff sounds pretty good. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. like you, you look at that and you're like, well, that seems like a good way to live. And then you're like, wait a second. That's not exactly what the Bible said. And that's definitely not what Jesus said. And then when you start to really look at what Jesus said, some of those things that the world has made sound good aren't really true. Mm. I remember my first Bible was a red letter Bible. And I remember just like pouring over those red words because I knew there was something different and unique and special about them. The Bible I have now isn't red letter, but it obviously still has the words of Jesus in it. And it's interesting to me, the things that we gravitate toward individually, the three of us, are probably areas that we struggle in. You know, mm -hmm. I wonder if Steve struggles with worry and fear. I wonder if Tim struggles <laughs> with generosity. <laughs> and then I'm over here struggling with anger and ill will toward people because the scripture that Jesus said that I gravitate to is in Matthew 5, where he says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven, for he gives sunlight to both evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and unjust alike. And there's something in that that makes my soul go, but, but, but that's not fair. That's not <laughs> fair, you know, because that's an area that I struggle with is that, no, when someone does something that's not right, they should pay a price for that. You know, right. I believe in justice and I believe that things should be equal and I believe mm. that you should get what's coming to you, you know, and in good ways and in bad ways. Uh, but God says, Jesus actually says, no, I'm going to take care of that. I'll decide what's fair. I'll decide what's just. I'll figure out the accounting when the time is right. And so it's hard. But when you read something that's in that red letter, oh, you have to surrender to it. You have to say, okay, I will pray for someone who just did something really mean to me. And at first, I might not pray with like the kindest of hearts. Sometimes it's like, Lord, bless that person, you know? But if you keep doing it after a while, you'll genuinely start to pray for God's blessing on that person. And that's really empowering. But at least you're not afraid of it. <laughs> that was, you can be, you know, you can be generous with those prayers. It's, it's funny, though. Something these all have in common, this kind of just occurred to me. Hmm. Leave it with him. Leave right. it with Jesus. My my generosity of my time, of my money, whatever it is, Jesus is saying, give to everyone. Tim, don't worry about it. I'll take care of you. Oh, but Jesus, I don't. What if I? Nope, I'll take care of you. And, you know, when we're anxious, when we're worried. But God, let me figure this out. No, nope, leave it with me. I'll take care of it. 
Same with justice. He's going to handle it. These things, right. we're letting them go. We're giving them over to his hands. And I think the more and more you talk about the fear or the generosity or the, the justice and those kind of things, the more we put God's word to our situation time and time, and we have to do it over and over and again, we see growth in our own spiritual life because it's like, oh, wow, maybe 10 years ago, I would have acted a certain way, but now I put God's word to it over and over again. And yes, maybe I still have that. It's like a, an antenna that goes up or a red flag is like, oh, wait a minute. No, I'm, I'm not worried. See, God's word, right. this is what Jesus said. Hmm. So the more and more we put that word to our fear, our generosity, uh, our justice, you know, those kind of things, we see spiritual growth. And uh, that's a positive because, you know, we're not putting our own thoughts to it. We're putting Jesus' thoughts to it. And uh, that's what it's about, getting uh, spiritual growth every single day. And you can't have that growth if you don't have exposure to the Word, right. if you're not in your Bible. And and it's so easy to just go, oh, yeah, Sunday. When I go to church on Sunday, I'll open the app or I'll open the Bible. But that's not how God wants us to live because those things that we struggle with. And for you, maybe it's not worry or, you know, fear or a generosity or justice. Maybe you struggle with forgiveness. You know, mm -hmm. if you only address forgiveness or unforgiveness in your heart when your pastor preaches on it, what's that going to be like a couple times a year? Mm -hmm. You know, but if you want to see a real spiritual breakthrough, you're going to need to be in the Bible every day. You're going to have to be addressing that every day. And one of the ways you can do it, not the only way, is to just see what Jesus said about those things. You know, you could flip through your Bible and look for red letters if you if you have a red letter Bible. If not, this is one of my super secret spiritual search tips. Are you ready? Uh -huh. Yeah. Go to Google and type in what did Jesus say about whatever it is, and you'll probably find some good sources that can lead you back to the Bible and then go to that truth and just keep meditating on that. And as the world says, just do it. <laughs> Today is going to be great. We just know it. This is Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. A brand new feature. Steve's oh. Tips for Single Guys. Oh, okay. Now, wow. So now you're an expert on relationships. <laughs> I'll let you be the judge. Uh, there's different personalities. And let's take a personality like Tim, for instance. Oh, okay. I would think you would like, you like time travel, right? You're that kind of, right? <laughs> All into that. All right. Let's mean. say pretend you're single and you see someone and you go up to them okay. and you say, hey, are you a time traveler? Because I see you in my future. Like you would ah. say this to a woman? Wow. Um, Why not? It's, okay. It's been a Why while since I've been on that yeah. scene, but. Well, I... okay. Let's <laughs> pretend. Now there's a personality like Therese. Now she's okay. neither single nor a man. But anyway, right. uh, <laughs> but you like you like to go online and research things all the time. You do that I all love time. surfing the uh, internet. So, But for someone like you and your personality, you just say, right. hey, are you Google? Because you have everything I've been searching for. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> or or you're like me. You're like me. How about this one? If you're like a person like me, I say, hey, do you like raisins? And then you wait for an answer and you say, well, well how do you feel about a date? <laughs> I don't know Maybe if, that, if that... you like switched it and made it about prunes. <laughs> <laughs> now, those are tips that you will re probably remain single. <laughs> yeah. 
Come closer to the radio so we can see you. Wow, you look great today. This is Rise Up on Family Life. There's a person that you have to walk on eggshells whenever you're around them. You know, they're always just they're going to take something the wrong way. Say, oh, mm. don't bring up that topic. They really don't like that. And, mm, they're probably not going to like the mood in this place. They're probably just going to bring it down. Who is that person? Well, I can tell you it's not God. But don't we sometimes think of him that way? I had never heard this before. It was just this last week. Someone said that God is not irritable. I thought, that's really interesting. We think sometimes, well, yes, it's it's very true. God does get mad at sin, for sure. He does, that does anger him. But he's not ready to get mad at us and squash things at the drop of that hat. He's not always ready to take something the wrong way, on edge. What is he eager to do? His word says he's eager to give grace. He's slow to anger. He is ready to pour out compassion at the drop of a hat, whenever we ask. Sharing the message of hope, it's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Apparently, the uh, judges at the Westminster Dog Show have been influenced by what they hear on Rise Up with Family Life. Trumpet. Yes, Trumpet was the winning dog name. Yes, Trumpet wins. Uh, Bloodhound. First Bloodhound ever to win at the Westminster Dog Show. Now, as we all know, if you don't know, but Bloodhounds, they even have a great, better sniffer than most dogs. They can Mm. sniff out things and find things. They're great solving crimes, even crime crime solving dogs. Almost as good. Uh, Labradors are, are cute. Right, Labradors are very cute, the labs. Uh, Very, very cute. The bloodhounds are almost as good as that crime-saving Labrador. Because I saw a sign for them, I think, where they breed them. I saw a sign on the road the other day saying forensic lab. Forensic lab is right over there. You know, if if a bloodhound could sniff out a good joke. (laughs) As refreshing as that first sip of coffee in the morning. This is Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. You know, you probably wouldn't notice this if I didn't mention it. I, I wouldn't have, but they say it's a big name change coming. Kraft Macaroni and Cheese is going to be turning into Kraft Mac and Cheese before Whoa. the summer's over. What a major that's change. A, that oh, well, didn't we, oh, we call it it's that like, anyway, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, exactly. It's like, it's okay. Well, they say, well, that's subtle, but it's a real thing. They say they want to reflect the comforting way they believe people relate to their product. So a subtle change, but they think it's a real one. The Bible has a lot of name changes, some of them pretty subtle, like when Saul in the New Testament becomes Paul. I never Mm. knew why why did that happen. I had to read about that. Well, Paul is actually the Roman name of his Hebrew name, Saul. And it was actually right around the time that God sent him on a missionary journey through the Roman Empire that he started using the Roman version of his name. You think maybe Hmm. it had to do with relating to the people he was going to share that message of hope with, how we relate to one another. It's the power in what we call ourselves, the power in the names we use, the power of a simple name. I wonder if Saul liked mac and cheese. (laughs) Whatever happens today, know that God's got it. You're listening to Rise Up on Family Life. It's summer, so that means getting out those yard games for your next summer party. But what if the yard games themselves got together for their own party? 
Hey, Croquet, so glad you could make it. I wouldn't miss it, horseshoe old chap. Where shall I put my croquettes? Uh, right over there with the snacks that uh, Frisbee brought. There's a pie, pizza, oh, and peach rings. You know how he is, the circular stuff. Quite right. The bro is in the house! Uh-oh, here we go. Who's making that ruckus? Uh, hey, Can Jam. Horseshoe, my man. Sick party you got here. Okay, good to see ya. You're gonna hammer the competition at game time, huh? They're still called mallets, actually. <laughs> Wait a second. Is that, is that Frisbee? No way! Bro! What other distinguished acquaintances might be joining us today at the Horseshoe Residence? Well, I made sure not to invite the yard darts back after last year. Oh, simply dreadful. Cornhole had to cancel, sadly. He had to attend a wedding in the Midwest. Pity. And I saw Bocce earlier, but she kind of disappeared into one part of the lawn with the tall grass. Uh, as Bocce does. But other than that, this should be everyone. Okay, yard games, let's gather around to pray. Usually I'd ask Beanbag Toss to ask the blessing since he's the holiest. <clears throat> but since he couldn't be here, uh, I'll say grace. Whoa, whoa, hold up. Is that yard darts? No way! I didn't know you were coming. Yes, do say a prayer, Horseshoe, for proper aim and mercy for those of us wearing open-toed shoes. 